up? Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Friday, August 14th, 2015. As always, broadcasting from the Beantown Athletics Studio, Dorchester, Massachusetts. Beantown Athletics, the only in-house union screen printer in Boston, specializing in custom uniforms and business apparel. Follow them on Twitter at Beantown underscore dot. Also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Beantown Athletics. Also on Instagram where they take pictures of all the shirts and apparel uh, that they come up with. And swing by the shop on Granite Avenue, Dorchester. Bring your skates. I know it's almost hockey season. You can also get your skate shop and just ask for Joey T. He'll do them right away. Uh, so this is the place where you can get shirts, hats, Sweatshirts, t-shirts, tank tops, skate shopping, wiffle ball bats, you name it. They got it here at Beantown Athletics on Granite Ave in Dorchester, Massachusetts. You can also give them a call, 617-282-4181. That's 617-282-4181. And when you do either stop by or call them, make sure you tell them that I sent you. So wrapping up the week here with this podcast today, I was on WEEI the last couple nights. So you've heard me an awful lot lately I won't be doing this podcast this weekend because why would I? I only do it during the week, but I will be back on WEI uh, Saturday, tomorrow after the Red Sox game. I'm pretty sure, though, and now, look, it's going to be called the Red Sox Review. I'm pretty sure we'll be doing Patriots. I did Patriots last night, and I'll open up with Patriots today. The Patriots opened their preseason officially last night, losing to the Green Bay Packers 22-11, to and get this. Tom Brady actually started. We had reports yesterday afternoon, the day before, the day before that, that Tom Brady would not make this start. And, you know, some people wanted to say that was because of this whole Deflategate thing, whether he wasn't there for the walkthrough because he was in court, federal court, two days ago on Wednesday while the team had to walk through for this game, or just because maybe, you know, with the suspension still currently standing at four games, you try to get Garoppolo as much as possible playing with the first-team offense. I don't... When I heard that Brady wasn't playing, and that was the report, I actually didn't relate it to Deflategate. Because last year, Brady didn't play in the first game. I think I just related it to normal circumstance, you know? Uh, Business as usual. First preseason game, why would you start Tom Brady? You don't see much of the ones, and because you don't see much of the ones, it really is a, a meaningless start. Uh, So I I didn't expect him to start, not just because of the reports that were out there, but just because really common sense. I'm down the beach yesterday. After this show, I had some things to do, and then I go down the beach, probably around 3 o'clock. Bad decision with regards to the tide. It was low tide. It was, you know, and when it's low tide at M Street Beach in Southie, it's it's not, and it is hot out, it's not the best beach uh, in the world to be. But I was down there catching some rays, and, you know, you you. I open Twitter every once in a while. How can you escape it? And I read some tweets, some reports that said that Tom Brady was possibly going to start in this first preseason game. He was going to play. And I'm thinking, all right, I I can understand if he wasn't going to play, but if he is going to play, play one, two possessions, I would guess just one, take a couple snaps, hand it off, but really to get the crowd fired up, right? Get Gillette Stadium rocking because everybody in this town has had Tom Brady's back. And 
it really, like, if, if you're not going to go and, and risk the quarterback's health in this game, and I know some people have said, well, why would you put him in? Because you do risk his health. He takes one hit, his season could be over. I understand that, and I understand that because this game is meaningless and it's only the first preseason game, you don't need to see Tom Brady. You don't, all right? The result of this game last night doesn't mean anything. And people are trying to nitpick and look at certain situations. There's some things that look good, some things that look bad. But in the grand scheme of things, please, please, please do not put too much emphasis on anything that you saw last night. Don't do it. As I mentioned on WEI last night after the game, the Patriots did not dress 23 players. And if you are specifically looking at the offense, LaFell didn't play. Edelman didn't play. Those are two of your top wide receivers. So how much can you actually look at what Garoppolo did? Yeah, he was sacked seven times when he came in. Uh, Josh Boyce didn't have a great night. Dropped a lot of passes. Uh, he dropped one from Brady early on in which he was open. Nice pass, had a jump to get it, but he should have made the play. Didn't. Couldn't. I guess a player like that, he needs to do everything he can, even in these small moments that we don't put too much stock in, to make the team and at least be someone that this organization can look at and say at some point – he can make an impact on the field in a regular season game. Maybe maybe that specific player needs to do something. But people are looking at Garoppolo, and I'm not going to put too much stock into what I saw last night. Because uh, for the most part, he wasn't playing with his best receivers. All of them. So I just can't look too much into that. So Brady, yeah, the game is meaningless. He doesn't have to play in this one last night. But when I find out, when I'm sitting down on the beach, and I find out that Brady is going to play, I started to get excited. Right? All right. Because I was excited because he was going to have some type of ovation when he came out to the field from the fans at Gillette Stadium. Got me fired up. Now, I wasn't going to this game. You couldn't pay me enough to go to this game. Now, I was wishing I was at the game when I heard the news that Brady was going to be there. It was just too late. It was like 5 o'clock to get to Gillette Stadium for a 7.30 start. I mean, there was no guarantee that I could get out there, get a parking spot, uh, beat traffic, and get into my seat before Tom Brady came out for warm-ups, right? Playing his theme music, Jay-Z song. I, I sang it to you last night on EEI. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, that's the theme music for Tom Brady. And when he comes out for that, I want to be in the building to give this guy's round of applause a standing ovation that he deserves because the people here have his back, all right? And he knows that. And I think that's why he said to Bill Belichick yesterday, I need to come out for this game. I need to come out. Yeah, I throw the ball a couple times. One possession, two possession. Don't put me in any trouble. If somebody's coming at me, I'm going to throw the ball down and take a penalty. Even if it means a sack in the first possession where the Patriots got the ball inside their own fucking three-yard line. Uh, look, I, I'm not going to get too worked up that Brady played in this game last night. I was fired up to find out that he would play going in. But I didn't have a ticket. I watched it on TV. And I'm sitting there. I'm trying to kill time. And I'm watching Seinfeld. And I'm like, all right, let's go. I've never been this fired up for a preseason football game in my fucking life. Never mind the first one. Because the real meaningful preseason games are like the third and the fourth. Right? Because you're trying. Really the third. Forget about the fourth. The third is the one. Isn't it? You get start to get you guys in a groove. You play the ones for the most part, and and that's it. Uh, you can taste regular season football. First preseason game, mid-August, sun's out, I'm down the beach. We should be talking about baseball, but the fucking Red Sox suck. 
uh, I'm not in football mode going into the first preseason game. But last night, because of all the deflategate bullshit and all the stuff that we've been hearing about and the people attacking Tom Brady and the National Football League really fucking this whole thing up, the fact that we're still talking about the flake gate, I was all about Brady and the ovation he was going to receive at Gillette Stadium. And again, I'm watching it on TV. So I'm sitting there going, they have to show it, right? They have to show at least one of them. Because if you think going in, how many opportunities, how many ovations does he have? Well, he is the first one as he runs out for warm-ups before the game, in which his theme music plays and people cheer him. But if people weren't in the building for that one, you, you say you absolutely got the second opportunity, which is Brady leading the team out of the tunnel, right? Out of that inflatable Patriots helmet in the corner and leading the charge right before the national anthem and right before kickoff and people giving him an ovation there. Or you say if he doesn't get one there, which he would, he'd get another one. As he leads the team onto the field for his first possession. Tosses the helmet on, takes a look back at McDaniels, gets the first play. Here we go. Brady, football, Patriots, Gillette, championship title defense this season. It begins. And if you don't get it then, if he does another possession, you get it at that point. I mean, I'm looking at, now that we saw that Brady last night played four possessions, and in case you're interested, one of four for ten yards. (laughs) <laughs> but but who really cares about those numbers? Um, if you're looking at Brady in the two possessions he played, you say four opportunities for the television broadcast to show us an ovation that Brady gets from the fan base, the fired-up fan base at Gillette Stadium, a fan base that's most likely as fired up as they've ever been for the first preseason game of the year. I was at home on my couch, fight up for two and a half hours leading into this game. But I wanted to see the ovation. I'm thinking, ah, television broadcast is absolutely going to show it to us. Waiting for it. Waiting for it. Waiting for it. They didn't show it! How do you not show us the ovation? You have four opportunities! Now, I had some people tweet me going, well, it's on the NFL Network, that's why. Well, I couldn't see it on the NFL Network. It was... They were playing something else, right? It was blacked out on the NFL Network around here because we were watching the local feed on WBZ Channel 4. And then I had people tweet me, well, on NFL Network, if you're watching it in other parts, it's the local feed. They just take, they, they didn't do a national TV broadcast for Patriots Packers' first preseason game on a Thursday night. They did, they're not going to do that. It was, they just took the feed from the local WBZ Channel 4. And if you watch that feed like I did, if you watch the game, The whole fucking thing began by saying this is Kraft Productions, right? Kraft Productions, Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft, Kraft Productions. All right, Channel 4, WBZ, Kraft Productions, whatever you want. Both sides are to blame. Everybody's to blame here. The fact that you don't show us any of the Tom Brady ovations on TV is a downright fucking failure to Kraft Productions, to WBZ Channel 4, and to anybody that had any say in the television broadcast last night of this game. It's inexcusable. It's pathetic, and it's a failure, and you know what? Somebody, Somebody might have to lose their job for this. I'm pissed off about that. That's all I wanted to see. You think I want to see Garoppolo? In the second half, give me a fucking break. Who gives a shit? I don't care what happened. The only reason I watched the second half is because I was on WEI and I have a fucking TV in front of me. That's it. 
I don't care about that game last night. I don't care that the Patriots lost 22-11. I don't. Garoppolo, 20 of 30 for 159 yards. He was sacked seven times. Great. You're missing players. You're missing offensive linemen. You're missing your top wide receivers. If you're going to give me any breakdown today, actual football breakdown, it's on the defensive end. And it's in like the first six minutes of the game. Might even be just first possession. Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay, they did throw their big dogs out at, at the Patriots. Aaron Rodgers, handing it off, pounding it up the middle to Eddie Lacy. You know, you can kind of see without Will Fork. All right. Eh, this is a void day you got to fill. Um, pounding it with Lacy. Randall Cobb on the right sideline. Jordy Nelson down on the left. Usually bottom of your screen. That was early on, right? First possession. Malcolm Butler was covering Randall Cobb, and they, he made some big plays. Uh, Chandler Jones in at the quarterback's face early on. You got a nice sack early from Trey Flowers. He got hurt. You hope he's okay. Looks like a nice player. Uh, you know, you, you ended up with a huge tackle from Jamie Collins as Eddie Lacy tried to put the ball in the end zone inside the five-yard line and ended up uh, leading the Patriots' defense. Uh, turnover on downs, you get the ball back without any points being put in the board. I mean, that, that's really all you can, that's all I really want to focus on if you're going to focus on football stuff. But other than that, who gives a shit about this game? What I cared about was the fact that Tom Brady was going to get the ovation that he deserves in his own building in the first game, I don't care if it's preseason or not, the first game that he comes back in front of his home crowd after winning a championship. And you're not going to show that on TV? Oh, give me a fucking break. That is, that is a joke. That's, a, that's pathetic. It's embarrassing. For Kraft Productions, WBZ, come on. And, and you know what's sad about it? Is that you watch the pregame show to that? And, and look, I'm not knocking the guys that were part of the broadcast. I mean, they're, they're excited. You see how excited those guys are. They should be. I'm just excited as them. I actually enjoy seeing those guys excited. Right? Fourier, Dan Roach, Burton, uh, Zolak, all those guys. Chatham. They're excited. I'm excited. I'd like to see that. But given that excitement that the whole broadcast team provides, you would think that the that Kraft Productions or WBZ would say, hey, we need to show the ovation. And if you don't show it live, at least give me a clip of it later. Now, in fairness, you know, I, I didn't I wasn't glued for an entire four quarters, but from tweets that I was getting, we didn't see it. People didn't see it. That's a joke. That's a joke. What do you think we're watching for? Like, why do you think I'm watching this fucking game last night? Honestly. I get some people watching. Oh, football's back. Great. Okay. Again, mid-August, first preseason game. Sun's out, 85 degrees. I'm down the beach. Uh, football really isn't on my mind. And if it is, the only reason is because Tom Brady is still, uh, you know, in a, in a courtroom. His team is in a courtroom still talking about deflategate punishments. Still. Seven months later. All right? Complete joke that we're even talking about it still, but we are. And the news yesterday also was that NFL lawyers, NFL PA lawyers, they did meet with Judge Richard Berman inside a federal courtroom. Goodell was not there. Brady was not there, obviously. Uh, they had discussions into the late afternoon. They left with no comment. They're encouraging both sides to continue, continue to talk about settlement discussions. The other bit of news was when, when if we do get to the settlement hearing, the second public one, on Wednesday, August 19th, this coming Wednesday, 
the new news is that Brady and Goodell are not required to be there. And the news yesterday, at least, yesterday morning and Wednesday night, was that not only were Brady and Goodell required to be there, but they were going to have to go on the stand. That was big news. It's completely changed. And I don't know what changed that. Now, you look at the Patriots. We've mentioned they're going to be involved in joint practices in West Virginia. Um, that day. They're going to be in joint practices that day, leading into their second preseason game in New Orleans a week from tomorrow, next, uh, a week from Saturday night. So I don't know if the Patriots talked to him in, but I, I'll tell you this. The news that they're not required to be there, I don't think that means that they won't be there. In fact, if I'm Brady, I'm going. This is a big deal. And, and I know we th- and look, I'm with you if you think that after the first settlement hearing on Wednesday that Judge Berman is taking Brady's side in this and that the NFL looked foolish and the, you know, the NFL lawyer, Daniel Nash, confirmed to us that the NFL has no such direct evidence that links Tom Brady to either the deflation of footballs or the conspiracy of the deflation of footballs. They don't have that. They admitted it. So you got to think that Tom Brady, they shouldn't settle because, you know, they have the, the advantage here in a court of law. I agree with that. But even though I, I believe that, I don't know that you just say, okay, that's it. It's over. Tom Brady, you don't need to show up anymore. I get that joint practices are more important than the preseason game, and the Patriots sometimes have implied that that, that is the case. But joint practices in the preseason are not more important than regular season games. So if I'm Tom Brady and I'm being told that I'm not required to be there anymore, guess what I'm doing? I'm still going. I'm still going. I'm still going. And... You know, because how about this? What if Brady shows up and Goodell doesn't? You know, that's that's even a powerful spot. Now, what if Goodell shows up and Brady doesn't? I, I wouldn't want that to be the case. I'd like to I think that they I think that they both should go. If they're both serious about this and pushing this to the to the bitter end, I think they'll both be there. I think they both should. If I was in Brady's shoes, I would go. I would. I, and I know since they're not required, you say, well, you go practice. Easier said than done. You've put all you you've fought to the end here for this right now. You finally get to be in the room for the last one. You're not going to go. I that doesn't make sense to me. I think you go. I think Brady's there. I think Goodell's there, and I think maybe who knows? Maybe the judge is just testing him by saying, "All right, what's up? You don't need to be here. What are you going to do?" Right? I but I think they go. That's the news. But last night, you know, we I'm in football mode. It happens to do because of the Flakegate, but also because with the Flakegate, Brady's getting the start that you never thought he would in the first preseason game. I don't care what he does in the field. I just want to see him get the ovation. But the television broadcast, the production crew, they didn't give it to us. They didn't give it to us. That's that's pathetic. That's you can't that can't happen. Yeah, I don't know why. And I don't know if it's the NFL behind it, if it's Kraft Productions, if the NFL's telling Kraft Productions, no. I mean, we see all these promos of these games and Brady's not in them. NBC, Football Night in America. Season opens Thursday, September 10th at Gillette Stadium. They're calling it Championship Night. They show the promo. They They don't show Brady. They show his hand hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. They show Gronk. They don't show Brady's face. They're not going with Brady. In fact, people were tweeting last night that, that people at Gillette Stadium had Fire Goodell t-shirts on in the actual shield. They had the NFL shield, NFL logo. People had Fire Goodell t-shirts on, and they were asking some of the camera guys to put, it, to put it on either the big screen or on TV, and they said, no, we'll lose our job if we do that. So uh, I guess that's where we stand. I don't know if that's until this thing gets settled 
or if that's going to be all season like that. I, I, I don't know. But I needed to see the Tom Brady ovation last night, and they didn't show it to us. And I, I, I think that's pathetic. Given the fact that they built this whole broadcast up, everybody's excited. I am too. Show me. Show me it. Show me the footage. The, I need the live. See, they go to commercial. I need the live footage. I need them being ready to say, here it is, live footage. Brady leads the team out of the tunnel. I need that at least once. You don't give that to me. Come on. That's someone didn't do their job. Or someone was prevented from doing their job. Whatever the reason was, you know, somebody right now, I think, uh, should be at least talked to and say, that's inexcusable. That can't happen. All right? We need the Brady ovation. they, They had their moment. We couldn't get it. Maybe when he makes his regular season debut, somebody will give it to us. I don't know. I'll be interested to see if they do. Right? I'll be interested to see if they give us that moment. That's, that, that needs to be live. That needs to be Brady. That needs to be him out of the tunnel. We need to see that. We need to see it. And we didn't. And then post-game, I mean, you can't, look, you can't escape the Flategate post-game. You know, we, I, we, I want to see the ovation from Brady. And a lot of that has to do with the Flategate and how we've defended him. Um, and, and how you want to see the ovation because of all the, the scrutiny that he's faced and all, all, you know, all the punishment that he received, the four-game suspension. You want to cheer him. You want to see the ovation. But then after the game, and we're going to get this stuff all the time. This is the type of stuff we're going to get all the time now. Uh, a Green Bay reporter asked Aaron Rodgers, said this. This was the question from a Green Bay Packers reporter. Now, uh, obviously... At least from what I'm reading, this was tongue-in-cheek. But, you know, this was said in somewhat in jest. I say somewhat because you know, obviously, the fact that this report is thinking of this, he, he does, in his head, probably want to throw some type of jab at the Patriots and Tom Brady in the process. So here's what the Green Bay reporter said to Aaron Rodgers after the game. He said, quote, So you were okay with the air pressure in the football tonight? Aaron Rodgers responded, yeah, it was good. Aaron Rodgers probably shouldn't probably should have said next question. Because not only is that a stupid fucking joke and a stupid fucking question, even though I, I I'm gonna gather that it was said somewhat in jest. Um but I, you know, this reporter that doesn't first of all it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any fucking sense because Throughout all this deflategate stuff where we've looked at the rules as to who handles the footballs and the air pressure and how this could happen, we know that the teams control their own football. So if Aaron Rodgers did have a problem with the air pressure in the football tonight, it would have nothing to do with Tom Brady or the New England Patriots or Gillette Stadium. Okay? It would have everything to do with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. So, come on. I mean... First of all, get the Deflategate facts straight if you're going to come up with stupid fucking jokes. But this is a perfect example of how we are never, ever going to be able to escape this story this season. And I'm not just talking about reporters from other teams. I'm talking about whenever there's a game on CBS or Fox, NBC, Monday Night Football, ESPN, NFL Network. Are there any other fucking channels that the games are on? I don't know. It's like they're all over the place now. Uh, it's only a matter of time till they stop putting them on USA Network. Who knows where they put them? But 
I'll tell you this. Every single, because you get different commentator groups, play-by-play, color guys. Every single guy is going to have a comment at some point during a game about Deflategate. Whether it is something that's a stupid fucking joke, or whether it is a guy being serious about the conversation and Deflategate. It's, we're never going to be able to escape this. So, I'm just warning you. Get used to it now. Because I see and I read a question like that to Aaron Rodgers from a Green Bay reporter following last night's preseason game. And I'm thinking to myself, this is exactly what we're going to have to live through for a long time. This isn't just because they come up with a decision maybe at this settlement hearing on Wednesday or maybe at some point before the season doesn't mean we can escape this. We won't be escaping this anytime soon. Uh, But, man, some people are going to have some really bad jokes. And we had one last night. Uh, after this game. So we'll move on from preseason. But uh, there was one other thing that relates to the Patriots. NFL Films yesterday, last night, they released the trailer for their new upcoming documentary on the 2014 Super Bowl champion Patriots. It is called Do Your Job, Bill Belichick and the 2004 Patriots. It is September 9th at 8 o'clock on the NFL Network and the trailer is like a minute 20 seconds long I believe and the trailer basically focuses on the Malcolm Butler interception and it shows Belichick talking defensive coordinator Matt Patricia is talking and they're talking to the camera and they're going over the play and it's great because uh, Matt Patricia goes into how he says to Belichick do you want to call a timeout here and he says Belichick it was like he wasn't even listening to him he was just staring over at the other sideline and then they go to Belichick, and Belichick says, you know, he was looking over at the, the Seahawks sideline, and here's the quote from Belichick. He says, you know, I thought about the timeout, and when I looked over there, I don't know, I saw something that just didn't look right. And they show the video. He's just looking over at the sideline. Basically, Bill Belichick is saying he looked over at the Seahawks sideline, and he saw Pete Carroll shit in his pants. That's what basically he said. And then you get Patricia, he says, We pretty much told Malcolm, stick your foot in the ground and go. And they show a quick aerial clip of the Patriots practicing that final play. You know, we heard all about that final play, the Malcolm Butler interception, and how Butler got burnt and toasted in practice. We see an aerial clip from behind the end zone that shows Butler lined up on the outside, and he gets burnt because he tries to go underneath the screen inside in the slot, and he gets burnt. They show the quick clip of him at practice. And then, obviously, we know what happened in the game. He lines up on the outside. He's a little bit higher up. And he goes over the top of the screen. And as Matt Patricia said, stuck his foot in the ground and said, go. And went. And intercepted that ball and picked it off. And literally ripped the Lombardi trophy out of the hands of the Seattle Seahawks. But... This looks like it's going to be a fantastic documentary on the 2014 Super Bowl champion Patriots. And just hearing Belichick talk about that play gets me fired up. It'll air September 9th at 8 o'clock on the NFL Network. So can't wait for that. Can't wait till we get actually closer to some meaningful football. And again, the Patriots' next preseason game is a week from tomorrow, a week from Saturday night in New Orleans. Uh, I don't – will we know – a Deflategate punishment, a finalization, will it be over by then? I have no idea. But the next settlement, public settlement hearing is going to be this coming Wednesday, August 19th. As I told you, the news is that Brady 
Goodell, they are not required to be there, but I don't think that means that they, they will be no-shows. I think they'll be there. And my, that's my opinion because I try to put myself in the shoes of each side and I say, well, we've gone this far. What are we going to do, skip out on the last meeting? You can make the case, and I don't even know if this is opinion. I think it's fact. This is going to be the most important hearing, and it will happen. There will be no settlement before that. I almost want to guarantee that. So uh, moving on this weekend, what do we got? The Seattle Mariners are in town at Fenway. If you're still paying any attention to the Red Sox, Joe Kelly on the mound tonight. Felix Hernandez pitches for the Mariners tomorrow, Saturday afternoon, 135. So if you want to go to Fenway, see a stud pitcher. Felix Hernandez is a guy at Fenway for Seattle. He'll go up against Wade Miley. Henry Owens, if you got your eye on him like I do, you'll watch Sunday afternoon uh, as Henry Owens is on the mound for the Red Sox Sunday. Again, I'll be on WEI tomorrow, Saturday, after the Red Sox game, doing Red Sox review probably, I think, till like 7 o'clock. I'm sure we'll turn it into Patriots season preview, right, at some point. I think we'll do that, so make sure uh, you check in with me. Follow me on Twitter, at Danny Picard. I'll keep you updated. What else we got this weekend? PGA Championship is the second round is currently uh, ongoing. Uh, Going into today in the second day at Whistling Straits, Dustin Johnson was in the lead at 6-under. He shot a 66 yesterday. Uh, Dustin Johnson will tee off at 2.20 Eastern time this afternoon. Uh, But as of right now, this morning, uh, we have a, a three-way tie for the leaderboard. Now, again, you know, keep in mind that Dustin Johnson has not teed off yet. Uh, but Scott Piercy is six under on the tournament because he is two under on today through five. And then David Lingmurth is one under today through seven. He is also at six under on the tournament. If you're interested in what some of the other bigger names are doing, Jordan Spieth is currently underway. He is through eight. He is two under on the tournament, uh, one under on the day. And then Rory McIlroy right with him at two under on the tournament, also through eight holes, one under on the day. So Spieth, McIlroy, two under, and the lead is now at six under. Dustin Johnson, though, with six under, has not teed off yet. Tiger Woods, not very good. Uh, He tees off today at, what, 230? He is three over on the tournament. Three over. Shot a 75 yesterday in day one of the PGA Championship at Whistling Straight. So we'll watch this. I, I think we're going to be in for an exciting Dustin Johnson, McElroy, Spieth finish here on Sunday at the PGA Championship. So uh, we'll keep an eye on it, and I'll break it down. I'll react to it on Monday. Uh, I'm going to wrap up the show with this. And... This is, you know, it's nothing crazy. No no hardcore sports story. But uh, I don't know if you ever went to watch the Harlem Globetrotters as a kid. I know that I've seen them before. Uh, I watched them uh, at the Garden. And for the last 63 years, the Harlem Globetrotters have faced the Washington Generals, right? And, you know, the Globetrotters, they don't lose to the Generals. But after 63 years, they have made it official. The Generals will no longer be the opponent of the Harlem Globetrotters. So the Washington Generals are done. In case you're interested as to who the new opponent is, I don't, I don't know who the new opponent will be. But it will not be the Washington Generals. After 63 years, the Globetrotters will have a new primary opponent. So there's that to take you into the weekend. Maybe start a team, try out, and see if you can beat the Harlem Globetrotters. 
and something you can practice this weekend. I'm here five days a week. DannyPicard.com. You can also get the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, you name it. Anywhere where there is a podcast, uh, you can get this show. Follow me on Twitter at Danny Picard. Like me on Facebook, Instagram, all forms of social media. So next week will be an exciting week because, who knows, we could have a deflategate hearing. I'm not sure. And also next week, it's the lead-in to SummerSlam, right? The lead-in to SummerSlam at the Barclays Center. I wanted to go to SummerSlam, but we don't have tickets. And uh, I most likely have to work, and I do work at WEI every Saturday. But, um, yeah, SummerSlam is next week. I'm excited about it. Uh, I wish I could go. I wish we could, you know, it's in New York City. I wish we could get a wrestler or two on this very podcast. But it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Uh, maybe at some point we do that. I know that Raw is in, Monday Night Raw is in Boston, what, I want to say October? And I think there's even a pay-per-view in December or January. So uh, they're in, WWE's in Boston a couple times here. The, uh, in, in the fall and into the winter. So even though they're at the Barclays in New York City at SummerSlam in two weeks, or a little over a week from now, um, you know, maybe we get some WWE guys in here to talk about what's going on in the WWE. So next week, that's what we got, the Flategate settlement stuff. Uh, I, look, I am a big Major League Baseball playoff guy, and right now it seems like nobody can beat the Blue Jays, right? Nobody can beat the Blue Jays. So uh, it's, it's fun to watch them, and even though they're in the AL East, what, with the Red Sox being down and out, it is fun to watch the Blue Jays win. Now the Blue Jays host the Yankees this weekend. And there are some big-time playoff races. You know, I'll keep my eye on that, and I'll break that down next week as well. Because even though the Red Sox are not in it, you know, the Red Sox, I, I still love playoff baseball. It's, it's unfortunate that now the next month and a half, the only thing that we can get excited about is maybe some of these young kids, maybe Jackie Bradley Jr., what he can do with the bat, uh, see if, you know, uh, he can continue to hit. We know what he can do in the field, but David Ortiz, he's nine home runs away away from 500 home runs on his career. Will he go on a tear? Uh, Maybe. We'll keep keep an eye on those things, but I won't ignore the Major League Baseball playoff race. I just won't do it, even though the Red Sox suck, and even though we're seeing uh, some battles in the AL East right now between the Yankees and the Blue Jays that I do very much wish the Red Sox were involved in, they are not. So we'll look at that. Anything that happens to the Patriots, their roster, Deflategate and a SummerSlam preview. All of that next week. Again, get me on WEI tomorrow, Saturday, after the Red Sox game, uh, and then back here on this podcast on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Talk to you then.